I think the hardest part is the unknown, not being able to know what's going to happen and if it will be possible to do it the date that you want. And sometimes I know brides can get very anxious and it's just the unknown that scares us. And as a planner, I think we need to understand the new world, adapt to the new standards. This industry right now is being swapped with the schedules and we're trying the best that we can. And we just try to be, we need to try to be flexible with our brides and understand them. And as you said, be compassionate because it's really not easy. But at the end of the day, the most important thing is that you're getting married to the special person that you chose to marry to. Welcome to Boss Babies and Bottles, also known as B3. Hosted by me, Jessica with a Y, where we talk about how to successfully run a business and capitalize on your strengths while joining motherhood, in my case, twin motherhood, and throwing some crazy shebangs along the way. So pop that bubbly or grab that glass of wine and get ready to unwind. Welcome everyone to today's episode of Boss Babies in Bottles. I am excited to talk about how love isn't canceled. And this is going to be a new series that we're coming up because of COVID-19. So it's our Love Isn't Canceled series. Meet the bride. We're going to, I'm going to introduce to you guys, Miss Alejandra. And in this episode, she's not only one of my EBJ brides, but she's also ironically one of our lead wedding planners who also does weddings and who was forced to cancel her wedding only two or three weeks before because of COVID-19. And so she was a, she's able to provide us not only with her experience as a bride, but also as a seasoned professional in this industry. So to kick things off, Ale, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Hi Jess, well as you already said my name is Alejandra and I am actually the senior meeting coordinator at a meeting service company and I also work as a planner at EVJ. Um, more as a bride I can tell you that I've been with my special person for over 10 years I think it's since 2010 and we were engaged for over two years too. Uh, since 2018. Actually, it's the same day as your wedding. I got engaged. She was like, hey, I need to, I need to go early. Um, you know, my, my, he was her boyfriend at the time. He's like, you planned something good for me. And I was like, Hey, it's fine. We're fully staffed. Like we're good to go at this time <laughs> and the wedding. And she's like, okay, great. And later that night at like, you know, two, three, four in the morning, I realized she had gotten engaged and I was like, Oh my God, this is insane. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah, fun. that was, that was crazy, but that was a lot of fun. It was really cool to see. So she has been with her fiance now for over 10 years, which is pretty crazy and engaged for two and they were really excited about about getting married on April 4th of 2020. That was the date that they had picked and kind of just walk us through Alejandra what happened just before your wedding day and how did COVID-19 affect your plans? Well as you said it was April 4th of 2020 which I already loved the date because when you actually write it it's 4 420 so I, I already loved the date but then you know the pandemic got very serious almost in the middle of March, I think. And I remember being in my bachelorette and it was the weekend of March 14. And it was so fun and amazing until my maid of honor dropped me off at my fiance's house. And he started talking about the news. And I read that in Colombia, where my dad lives, they closed all the airports and they couldn't travel anymore. And to be honest, he was the most important person to be at the wedding. And without him, it wasn't going to be the same. So literally three Saturdays before my wedding date, I had to think of postponing my wedding mm -hmm. ceremony and reception. 
And I remember us talking on the 14th, actually, because I was doing a wedding that day and everybody was talking about how can you guys possibly be doing a wedding that day? And I was like, <laughs> if they haven't told me to close, we're not going to close. <laughs> because yeah. it's so crazy to even talk to somebody about changing their wedding plans after you've been so long planning your wedding. And so I remember speaking to her and us kind of going back and forth on what our options were and how we were going to figure this out. Yeah, it was insane. We were trying, still hoping to not having to postpone the wedding. Things were getting serious, but at the same time, we weren't there yet. Like, we weren't realizing how serious it was. So we were like, oh, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. And you'll see. It's just through weekends, but nope. <laughs> yeah. We were like, even if they let us do it with 50 people, we'll still do it. <laughs> well, that was actually the amount of guests that I had. I didn't exactly. Want- That's why we were like, <laughs> we're going to do this. We're going to do this. And no, it went from... 150, I think it was that weekend of March 14, because that's how we were allowed to do that wedding. Then it went to 50 people that week. And then the following week, it was like zero. And it was so insane how quickly that happened. Mm -hmm. And so we've really just seen so many brides just pivot their plans into really an intimate wedding ceremony. So tell us what made you choose to wait till later this year in 2020? How quickly did you have to act? What did you do? Well, I already had everything paid, (laughs) so (laughs) that's a big deal. But I also really wanted to have the wedding of my dreams. Um, Like I said, I got engaged in 2018. I had two years, four years planning this wedding, and I just didn't want to lose that. We did get married. We had a Zoom call with the pastor and my dad and, and my mom and my stepfather and his siblings and his mom were at the same house as us. But we still wanted to have that big ceremony and reception, so that's why we decided to postpone. The weekend that I actually came back from my bachelorette, I got the news and I was still in shock for like a whole week. So I didn't want to do anything. But then like in, at the end of that week, I started contacting all of my vendors and they also did contact me to to see what my plans were. They were amazing. Yeah, it was pretty intense. And I think we right away, you know, like just had to kind of dive in and come up with a new thing. And I remember telling you like, you know what, like you should still get married that day. You should still do something. And then your mom was more concerned about what you were going to do on April 4th in your house instead (laughs) of rescheduling. And I'm like, no, we need to focus our efforts on rescheduling (laughs) because we wanted to make sure we had first dibs on whatever date you wanted originally, which we picked or you picked December 26, thinking it would be a good time to get that done. And now obviously being in August, we're seeing that because the airports are still not open, we might not even be able to do it December 26. And we're kind of leaning towards doing your one year anniversary is what we were just talking about. So yes, and originally, and I didn't love the date because it's December 26. Um, you know, it's a special day for a lot of people. So I, I struggle with that day, but it was the only one that I really liked. But now that we're just like three months away because we're basically in September already and it's just, I don't see it happening. And my dad still lives in Colombia and the airports are not open. So I think it would be better to just postpone it. And we're just talking about having it in 4-4-2021. But 2020 will be your actual wedding anniversary. Exactly. This is going to be the celebration of it all. And, you know, I just, I tell girls, I'm like, if you have a date change, you need to act quickly. 
But luckily, a lot of, at least with us and our brides on our end here at EVJ, we acted very quickly in changing anything that we had to change, which was very hectic for us. You know, I, I think the month of March into April, that's all we were doing. And we weren't even working. We were, I mean, we were, but like we're rescheduling. And it was pretty, it was pretty intense. And that's kind of just like what the world kind of left us. And, you know, I thought for sure it was only going to be, you know, these March, April, May, June weddings. And now everything would be fine by the time we hit the fall again. And now we're entering the fall and we realize it's really not. Um, it's really not there yet. Yeah. It's, it's a little sad. And I know a lot of people have this vision and I don't, I can't even imagine what I would do if it was my wedding that I had to reschedule. And so, you know, having this compassion for these brides and you even being a bride yourself, like, I just can't even, you know, like you can really relate <laughs> to these girls. I don't even know what I want to say to them half the time. Cause I feel so bad that you go into, you know, a year, two years of planning your wedding of thinking of this date and then, Nothing happens. As a bride, you know that maybe something is going to happen that day. And you need to realize that, you know, like something might go a little wrong and things like that. But you will never think that you will have to postpone the whole wedding. And then you don't have, like, you have no idea what to. Because it's just unknown. And you really don't know when it's going to work out. When you, you know, like something happens and maybe you have to postpone. You have that day and then you look forward to the day. But right now, you don't really know if that day is going to work out. So it's, it's crazy. Exactly. And, you know, just thinking about it. You know, I've seen a lot of my brides still get married on their original wedding date to get the paperwork and, and life moving because, you know, life doesn't stop. A lot of brides, you know, a lot of you have had plans. Obviously, you know, you have plans to move in together, to change your insurances, to just start, you know, a life together. And, and that doesn't stop, you know, just yeah. because of the wedding and the big day. So a lot of brides have really just you know, gotten the legality parts of it all done and then moved on to just, you know, planning the wedding and the big portion of the day, you know, the fun part <laughs> into another day. And that's just super normal. And so, you know, we know that you've, you know, we rescheduled technically your wedding to December 26th, but we're really thinking it's now going to be a one year anniversary celebration on April 4th of 2021. So, you know, I guess just what's the most difficult stressful part of this new phase of wedding planning and, you know, how did you handle it or overcome it? I think the hardest part is the unknown, not being able to know what's going to happen and if it will be possible to do it the date that you want. Um, I am a little controlling and I was very peculiar about choosing the date <laughs> and then I had to change it and it yep. sucked a little, but then not knowing if it was possible or not. Um, other than that, it has not been hard. Vendors have been really amazing. Mm -hmm. They're very accommodating and they're very compassionate, like you said. And they do the best to accommodate me and, and my needs. Yeah. And it's not easy, by the way, to find a day where all your vendors are available. It's not. You know, and especially for a bride like yourself, where we had everything paid. Like it wasn't like we had half of it paid, which is some of my fall brides. We have yeah. half their vendors. So we're finding you know, some, some leg room and some, and some, and a date between half of them. No, for yours, we had everyone. So it's literally finding a date with everyone, which is very, very difficult. Literally, I literally, the only vendor that missing to pay the last part of the contract is my um, catering company because it's based on guests, I guess. but other than that, everyone is fully paid and that's just, it just makes it more complicated. <laughs> yeah. 
It is definitely a tricky situation for brides that are, that have had to reschedule. So, you know, between the flexibility of the industry and of course our brides, you know, just really kind of coming together and making this, you know, happen. I think it's, it's been good, but it, it has been definitely different. I don't think anyone ever thought that this would be what happened wrong in their wedding, you know, uh, like you said. So that's definitely something. So, I mean, how did you inform your guests of the change of the wedding plans and what was kind of their overall response once you did that? So I created like an electronic card saying that we put a lot of thought to it and we decided to postpone the wedding and I gave them like a, the new date and I just sent it through WhatsApp or an email. It was very simple. And then their response were like, what? Why? But why is this happening? Like, why are you not moving on with the wedding? And well, then they understood. And even like I had some guests already canceling because they couldn't travel or you mm-hmm. know, they weren't going to risk it. So it wasn't really that hard to to let everyone know that we were postponing. And now that I'm thinking of postponing again, I have talked to some of the people, not everyone, because it hasn't been set clear. Um, but they they agree with my decision too, because we see how the situation of the world right now. So it's yeah. hard to understand. Yeah. And, you know, I think it's funny because you're right what you said at the beginning. I don't think we really understood what this was going to be when it first started happening. And I had my baby shower um, the week before that, March 14th. And I had easily probably like, I want to say I was, I calculated with David, it was about 12 to 15 people who canceled between the day before and the day of the baby shower because they were kind of feeling sick or they weren't sure, you know, and it was just all that skepticism behind what was going to come. And we didn't fit in the venue anyways. So for <laughs> those 12 to 15 people who didn't come, I, at the end of the day, I was like, oh my God, imagine if they would have come, they would not have fit. I don't know what we were going to do. I really don't know why I do things like that. I should, I should get venues that fit my guest count. Uh, happened to make a wedding too. But basically, I just think that that's just one of those things. And, and you know, just seeing people cancel because they knew or they were feeling bad and they didn't want to get me sick, being pregnant, you know, and the whole nine. So, I mean, it's... It's insane, but I, I definitely understand that. And, and that's what a lot of my brides did, by the way. They, they did the same thing as you, some sort of electronic card that kind of informed of a change of date. I do have a family member who was planning on getting married this year. They sent out something in the mail, which I thought was very formal and very nice, but definitely unnecessary. I think electronic was fine. I mean, what did you do with staying connected, like with your wedding party through all of this? Did you, how did you talk to them? Did you have any fun tips, ideas, or anything like that that you kind of did with them? So really, I don't talk to them. <laughs> I, actually, <laughs> I actually, you know, like to cope with the situation, I ignored the fact that my wedding got postponed. And uh, throughout this whole months, I've been trying not to think about it because literally I had everything done. I, I paid everything. So there was nothing else for me to do to think about so I guess that's why I decided not to talk to them until it was necessary but then you know like my my maid of honor still stayed connected with me and I didn't have a big bridal party to really uh, talk but we really haven't discussed anything other than just with one that um, I'm thinking of postponing the wedding again Mm -hmm. but other than that no yeah. I, I mean, we do have, you know, like a WhatsApp chat. And I think for brides that are still in the midst of planning, I think they're still having bachelorettes and it would be great to motivate, you know, like as, as a bridesmaid, 
made of honor to motivate your ride because it's not in an easy situation. So that will be super fun to give her that kind of attention still. Yeah. I, I mean, I have a bride getting married now this November and she just came back from her bachelorette party. And so when their wedding for them, I think what was most important, and again, we're going to talk about this in, in, in a second, but just deciding what's the most important for you and for them wasn't necessarily a big wedding. So their wedding is smaller. They really just wanted to get married um, on a certain date. And so, you know, for them, they're going to end up doing it this year, November, which, you know, a lot of weddings are starting to happen little by little starting the fall, but all small weddings, you know, and very kind of intimate in that sense. She went on a bachelorette and she, you know, she did a little fun thing for her bridal party where she did each personalized mask. And, you know, and, and just having fun with the situation versus saying a woe is me situation and saying like, oh, we have to wear masks. Like, no, let's make it a fun thing to wear masks. You know what I mean? And in their case, you know, we're not necessarily, we don't have to wear masks because it is a private venue and with private facilities, you don't have to, unless somebody doesn't feel comfortable. And of course, all vendors and staff will be, but the guests themselves don't have to. And that's really kind of up to them you know, as we kind of move forward, which I know is a little weird seeing it, but it is a private venue and those really are the rules because it is a private home. But she did the mask anyways. And I thought it was really just kind of like a fun thing to do, you know, again, embracing the situation um, versus doing a woe is me on the situation. So, and then some people, like I said, are choosing to kind of continue this intimate wedding ceremony while still having that live streaming ability of the wedding too. And so that's what this bride is going to do. She's going to live stream to her grandparents and family out in Ohio. And it, it's going to be kind of weird, but at the same time, kind of fun having it all come together. There are silver linings to this, you know, as long as you choose to really embrace what is happening. What are your final messages to fellow couples in the COVID-19 planning process? both as a bride and your perspective as a bride and as a planner's perspective. Yeah. So as a bride, I know it's very hard for me. Sometimes it still hurts a little when I think about it, but at the end of the day, the most important thing is that you're getting married to the special person that you chose to marry to having your family. It is important to end the ceremony and the reception, but the main purpose is marrying that special person. So that's why we did get married. Uh, we wanted to move in together the same day and that's why we did it this way. But at the same time, um, we wanted to have this big reception when the situation permits, we'll have it, we'll celebrate it. But at the end of the day, the most important thing was for us to get married. And sometimes I know brides can get very anxious and it's just the unknown that scares us. But it most importantly is that we're healthy and we're with our families and of course yep. that special person. And as a planner, I think we need to understand the new world, adapt to the new standards in, you know, like we are in this, in this industry right now is being swapped with schedules and we're trying the best that we can and we just try to be we need to try to be flexible with our brides and understand them and as you said be compassionate because it's really not easy and then we just need to prepare for 2021 because we know it's gonna get crazy <laughs> yeah it's gonna be i actually think it's gonna be a lot of fun i know i'm masochistic in that sense but i'm like yeah we're gonna do like multiple weddings on a weekend you know it's gonna it's gonna be fun <laughs> again i'm masochistic though in that sense but i think you know what alejandro says is right you know from the bride's perspective you have to figure out what is the most important to you you know and that's what you can't compromise on and you know for you out of that was you know obviously marriage 
marrying your person, you know, which is the most important at the end of the day for everyone who's getting married, but also making sure you had the, the right people there, right? So like the ones that had to be there, which was basically your dad that does not live here, you know, and him being able to kind of come in for your wedding. And so because that's a non-negotiable, that is why we're considering changing the date and, and that you're so open to it. And, and yeah, I mean, I can't even imagine how much it must hurt and sting to not be able to have your plans the way that you always envisioned they would be. But that flexibility is something, you know, that is part of life, right? Not always do things kind of go our way. And this is something that no one could have anticipated no bride, no vendor. And so as vendors, we have been super flexible with brides and just making sure that everything goes the way they want it to go, even if it's not 100% how they chose to plan it. You know what I mean? As a bride, you're totally allowed to be sad and angry and, you know, don't feel guilty for mourning the loss of your original plan, but also, you know, trying to stay hopeful for what's to come. And it's going to be a very sweet celebration when we finally do get to do it going to be that much more anticipated you know like we're going to be waiting for it that much more and so as vendors you know ladies we are here for you while we might not have all of the answers or a crystal ball to tell us the future we're here to really kind of listen support plan with you and just make sure that your day still comes out beautiful at the end of the day is what we always do and now even more any of my brides that are rescheduling i'm going to make sure that their day is absolutely perfect no matter what because I can't even imagine what that would be like if that had happened to us. So I feel for you ladies. I'm here for you ladies. And if you guys have any questions for either myself or Alejandra, we are here to just help you guys, support you guys throughout this process and may COVID-19 disappear. Oh, yes. Probably not. But <laughs> <laughs> may we all celebrate and throw one big party. That's all I feel like doing, by the way. I told David, my husband yesterday, I was like, all I want to do is throw a party. I'm sure you miss your parties. <laughs> I'm like a monkey. I really am. I'm, I'm like, I miss having party. I'm like hitting my wrist. I'm like, I want a party every weekend, you know, and mm -hmm. doing weddings was that fix for me. And, uh, and here I am not having parties for months now. <laughs> uh, it's kind of crazy, but I have been full with kids, uh, which is basically a party in itself, just a different type of party. So yeah. <laughs> so thank you Alejandra so much for joining us today and all of you beautiful ladies on Boss Babies in Bottles. Thanks for listening. We're super excited. This is our part one of our COVID series. We'll be joining you guys for part two and a part three as she goes through her planning process and finally the actual wedding day itself. So we will see you guys on the next one. Have a good day. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I cannot wait to chat with you guys soon. So make sure if you haven't already, subscribe to our next episode and follow my craziness on Instagram at ebjevents and at canal.twins. I promise you, something's always happening.